Uncharted Podcast, Episode 5, Telling Your Story. Welcome to the Uncharted Podcast. And welcome back. I'm your host, Joe Burkett, coming to you from Michigan now, back home in Michigan. Welcome to the Uncharted Podcast, the podcast where we help you break down those barriers preventing you from exploring the Uncharted. Today we are, have the pleasure of having our CEO of Uncharted, Alan Murray, on the show to talk to us about telling your story as an explorer. And we'll also talk about an award he just received and a couple other tips and news items for Uncharted. Welcome to the Uncharted Podcast. Yes, and hello from Michigan. Good to be home. We just made the big move. Uh, last time I talked with you, we had that great episode with Cody Hughes of the Utah Avalanche Center on avalanche safety awareness. And what a great, uh, what a great discussion that was. If you didn't get a chance to listen to episode four, definitely go back. If you live anywhere near mountains, spend any time in the mountains, go back, listen to that. It's some great safety advice and, and tips about um, helping you explore the uncharted in those steep slopes of the mountains and hills and wherever you happen to those your adventures happen to take you. And to follow up on that, actually, if you do listen to it or if you did listen to it, you heard Cody talking about some e-learning modules that they are going to be working on. Well, those are done already. In fact, they were done pretty quickly after we recorded the show. So if you go to kbyg.org slash learn, they have uploaded these free e-learning courses on the very topics that we all discussed in that, in that episode about get the gear, get the training, get the forecast, get the picture, get out of harm's way. They have uh, e-learning modules already uploaded and they're free. You can just sign up and, and learn away about the avalanche uh, education uh, issues that interest you on their website. Again, that's kbyg.org slash learn. And just a shout out back to the KBYG program, Utah Avalanche Center as well, and Cody, uh, excellent job with, with those. And uh, keep it up. It's really exciting to see what you're doing. And thanks again for coming on the show and uh, spending time with us. Uh, also, some other news items. We just uh, have... Another podcast coming up pretty soon, the hiking one that is in the works. Uh, I'm getting caught up. I, right after this avalanche episode, I ended up going out to Hong Kong for about a month or so, and then we moved, and then I went through some airline training. So just now getting back started with this podcasting again. So we have a few episodes in the works, and then the next one will be uh, on learning to adapt to a new culture. So those are coming. Stay tuned on those. But today, without further ado, we wanted to talk about storytelling and <clears throat> you know, telling your story as an explorer. And this topic came up because uh, Alan has, has been doing some great work with storytelling with some of the folks. He'll be talking about that here shortly when we bring him on. But, uh, you know, when you think about the greatest explorers in the world and some of the greatest explorations that we know of in history. These are explorations that we know about because somebody told the story. Somebody went through the effort not just to explore, but also to tell their story 
and to capture the moments of their journey and share it with other people and inspire others, educate others, help others have the same experience that they had, make a map, uh, and be, be a guide even. And these are all ways that people have shared their journeys and have helped the rest of the world make the same discoveries and journeys that they've been able to, uh, and, and even make new ones. And so, you know, you think back, people like Marco Polo in Asia, um, Jacques Cousteau in the underwaters, uh, Mark Twain in the Americas, and uh, Ansel Adams with his photography. Um, some of my favorite photos growing up was his photos in the Yosemite area that I loved so much. And Shu uh, Shaka, one of my personal favorites, a Chinese guy in the Ming Dynasty that went around all China and was a travel writer and, and made all kinds of journeys, one of those uh, explorers that a lot of people haven't heard of on this side of the planet, but certainly have in China. But these are all people that shared their journey. They went out and did their exploration and told their story when they came back. So we decided we wanted to take a little bit of time today in this episode to talk about some tactics for telling your story and why it's important, why we, you might want to do it, how you can do it. And it's not just writing a book. It can be other things like taking photos and so forth. And we'll talk about that some more. But one of the leaders in this area is, of course, uh, our very own Alan Murray, who is our CEO for Uncharted. He's been founding this project and getting it rolling. And uh, he was just... Uh, just awarded a pretty pretty significant recognition as well. So we wanted to bring him on the show to talk about this topic. He's probably one of the best people we could ask to bring on the show. So, Alan, welcome uh, back to the Uncharted podcast. Good to have you here. Yes, thank you. It's good to be back on. Yeah, welcome back. Great to have you back on the show. And before we get started talking about storytelling, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about your recent, recent recognition that you just received from Columbia Scholastic Press Association. You were just up in uh, Columbia University. Was it, it was this week, wasn't it? Um, it was last Friday, um, and I was up there for their annual spring convention. Um, I was there for two days out of three, um, and on Friday they awarded me with the Gold Key Award for um, service um, above and beyond the call of duty and the field of education and um, supporting scholastic journalism education. Wow, that's fantastic. Huge congratulations to you on that. I saw the, saw the picture that you posted online with getting the award, and I know you've been spending a lot of time up there at Columbia University and uh, with those students and with the teaching and everything you've been involved in up there. And it's great to see you getting that recognition. And, uh, man, what a what a great thing for, for yourself and uh, for the organization up there. So job well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's It really is a pleasure to work with the students up there. And it's something that I really believe in. I believe storytelling has a lot of power to change the world for the better to, to help people to come together. And, you know, like, like you were saying at the opening, it, it has the power to help people to overcome the barriers that keep them from exploring and discovering the uncharted, but, but also other kind of barriers too. Yeah. And, you know, those, those of you that are interested, this, this 
organizations, CSPA, Columbia Scholastic Press Association, they are uh, outstanding. We, we've seen a lot of what they've been doing through Allen, and they have a bunch of events going on for students that are interested in journalism. So if anybody out there is listening, I would point you to them, to the CSPA, and uh, what, a, what a great organization to be involved with. Uh, so great. Well, thank, thanks so much for uh, what you do up there and all of your service. And going back to our discussion topic of the day, storytelling, um, you know, tell, tell, tell us a little bit, you know, you're, you're, for those of you who don't know Alan, he, he is a master storyteller, uh, and he can do it through multiple media, whether that's, you know, telling a story by word or through photos or video or audio, even multimedia, um, I, my life has changed listening to and, and, and absorbing some of Alan's stories that he's told through his journalism. Uh, one that comes to mind is, is the story on the organ donation that you did, Alan, a ways back. Um, and, of course, a lot of the things you've been doing with Uncharted and the places you've been going, the things that you've seen, and, and really capturing that. A recent one is, is your story about that total lunar eclipse uh, that happened. And, and yeah, I just remember reading that and feeling like I was actually there experiencing it. <laughs> so, uh, Alan, you have a way of really being able to tell a story in such a way that, that it really inspires. And, and so that's a big part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on for this topic. But can you tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of get into your mind about why storytelling is important? Why do we care about it? Um, why is it something we would even spend time on um, talking about in this podcast? Well, I'd first start answering that question by what you alluded to at the beginning of the broadcast, that um, some of the great exploration moments in world history, the only reason that we know about them, the, the reason that they've had so much impact on people's lives is because um, people involved in those endeavors, they carefully recorded what happened and they made an effort to publicize it, to, to share it with others, to, to tell the story about what they went through, the difficulties, the obstacles that they overcame and the, and the results. And so I think that's really important um, because without storytelling, um, exploration wouldn't, wouldn't be what it is. And another, another powerful thing about storytelling is that it helps people connect with each other. Um, when we, 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 each of us grew up learning through story, telling stories, being told stories. And a story is something really tangible that people can wrap their minds around it very easily. And so there's an emotional connection uh, to sharing a story with someone about something that you've discovered or a place that you've explored. And it can help people to feel like they've been there if we tell it well, if we're able to capture the details and it also helps us to, it can motivate us to take action. It can help us to find ways to overcome whatever 
difficulty that we have, a challenge or a fear, or maybe it's just as simple as we might be uncomfortable meeting new people, but um, as we look through the lens of a storyteller and we see through our curiosity, we want to learn about other people and other places and other cultures. It can help us to get out of our comfort zone and, and talk with others and, and learn more about their point of view and where they're coming from. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that was a topic when we had you on the show the first time we, uh, discussed, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and how important that is to, you know, making discoveries and, and, having good experiences in life in general and <clears throat> on your journeys. And, you know, storytelling too is, it, it's not just uh, writing a book, right? It's not just, or, or going to somebody and telling them about what happened, but there's multiple ways you can tell a story, right? There's multiple uh, media per se for that. Yeah. I mean, the, the most, the earliest kind of story was sitting around the campfire and, and telling stories about what happened during the day. Um, some of them were fictional and some of them were very real. Um, but a story can be as simple as posting a brief message uh, in an email or on social media. It could be running into someone while you travel and, and sharing your experience and your perspective with them. Uh, and other stories are more elaborate where you take photos and you package it together and you post a blog. Some people might write a book, but um, most people, they just want to share about where they've been in the easiest way that they can. And it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to do some great thing to tell a good story. In fact, many of the best stories are concise. They're short. Uh, but they're packed with the kind of information and detail that can help somebody to make an emotional connection and to even find useful information that can help them to solve a problem. Hmm. Yeah, that makes me think of, you know, I don't know if you listen to NPR or not, but they're, they have a story core where they go around and very short interviews and, and discussions between two people and, and, uh, they have, they have some other, um, uh, just really brief segments that because it's a radio show, it has to be short and, but it's really good quality. And there's these amazing stories in the history of our country that get brought out or, or even personal histories that I've found really fascinating. And, uh, and, and just being able to appreciate listening to those has, has been something that's really, um, benefited me. But so, yeah, it definitely doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be, uh, something that goes on and on, but it can be brief and, uh, it can be multiple medias. So now, you know, now that we've talked about why storytelling is important, what it is, um, you know, a question I had in mind is how, do you tell a story? And it's a big question because it involves lots of different pieces, but you know, you being somebody who's experienced doing this and, and very accomplished in this, um, and I know you, you've talked about three different concepts of, of storytelling, um, and that you've shared with me. What, what are those again? Well, there are 
there obviously are some planning skills that are involved in storytelling, things that you have to think about, anticipate. Um, one of the most important skills in my mind is observation skills. Um, you're not going to be able to tell a very good story if you're not taking in as much information and insights as possible. What I mean by that is not just data, but things that you see, how you felt, um, things that you hear or even smell, the little details that maybe a lot of people might pass over. But as a storyteller, if you can train yourself to be observant and to capture as many of those observations as you can, then you come back with more information, more options to be able to tell a better story. And then the, the third, um, one of the, one of the other important skills is your ability to talk with people, to collaborate, to interact with others because a lot of times a great story uh, has everything to do with the people that we meet hmm. yeah so that's those those are all great points so basically you're you've you're watering it down to planning skills uh, observation skills and collaboration skills those three right okay so if we if we talk about planning skills it's interesting because i don't know about you but i and anybody listening but when i go out on a trip or want to go do do something new i'm usually focused on just getting it done <laughs> and i don't really plan for um some of the other as those other two aspects that alan just talked about you know the the observation and the collaboration. I just plan to go do it, right? But planning involves more than just planning to go to a place or to do a thing. Um, it, it, it's a little bit more, there's a little bit more to it than that. I guess that's kind of what you're talking about there, Alan? Yeah, the kind of planning that I'm talking about is beyond packing. It's beyond what to bring with you and uh, having a map or things like that. It's, it's about how you can anticipate the kind of experience that you might have or might want to have and thinking about things that you can have in place so that that can happen. So, um, a good example, and this is very related to observation skills because, um, to really observe well, so that you can tell a good story, you need to make sure that you've allocated enough time to do that. And so it's really easy on a trip. You, you, you have limited time. You have maybe a weekend and then you have to get back to work. And so naturally we want to instinctively, we want to pack as much into that trip as we can. Um, because we don't, we have limited time and possibly limited finances. So we want to get the most 
for our time and our money because it's time is precious and we don't always have a lot of time. We want to make sure that we can understand how best to use that. And so it's really, there's a tendency that just want to pack things in so much that you don't have time to stop and pause a little bit and figure out, look around and take some time to make these observations. Um, the other thing about planning is, um, it's, it's about anticipating what could happen. Um, it's about finding ways to maybe get there a little bit early, stay a little bit later at a place and see how it's different than when everybody's there. Yeah. Almost like you're, you're planning to observe, you're planning to, uh, make observations. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is just making sure that you have some time that you can slow down and do that. Yeah. Because it takes time. <laughs> well, and I, I, I think about it sometimes like somebody that's driving through a rainforest at 90 miles per hour, they're going to cover a good bit of ground, but they're not going to see some of the magnificent details and they're going to pass over moments that are precious, but they're moving so fast that they just get a quick glimpse and they move on. And maybe, maybe sometimes we we're in such a hurry that we, we miss out on the rich experience that slowing down and, uh, and uh, making focused observations can have. So that's a good segue into discussing the observation skills. And what kind of advice would you have in that particular area as far as observing and, and making good observations? Well, one of the things that I like to think about with making good observations is, you know, it, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with slowing down. In order to be able to pay attention adequately, you need to, you need to slow down just enough so that you can, you know, you can notice the people and the sights and the sounds, um, that are around you while you're exploring. And so it helps. It helps when you're going somewhere to have kind of a, a purpose to, to know to know why you're there and what you want to accomplish when you're there, because it can focus your senses. And so, for example, if I know that I want to, um, if I want to see stars, um, then I could plan part of my trip around making sure that I can see stars. And then when I'm faced with, different decisions, it can kind of hone how I focus on things. So I might be more observant about um, the weather or the clouds. Um, I might be thinking, well, where could I go where it's going to be clear enough to see those things? Um, and then the other thing that I think about with observation is that it's helpful to kind of anticipate what might happen. Um, to kind of think about 
how you might, how something might happen in a place where nothing is happening at that point. So for example, you might see a, a, a field with nothing in it. Um, and it would be tempting to just drive past that or, or hike past it. Um, but if you're observing, you might catch something in the distance. Could be a person. It could be wildlife. Um, and you might notice that it's coming your way. And so by observing, but by taking a few minutes to pause and to look around and to even look further away than you might normally think, you might see something. And, and then if you wait and it gets closer, it might come into a clearer view and you might be able to have an experience that you wouldn't have had had you not been so observant. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, a lot of it is is just taking the time to observe and be observant. And, uh, you know, one thing that you've discussed in, I I think we were talking about it maybe in episode one, but certainly when we've talked about photography and some advice you've had for me is to look at things from unusual angles or from uh, other perspectives and, and not always be taking the same types of shots all the time. You really have to move around a lot and you have to sort of look around a lot and <laughs> you're looking around, you're moving around, you're, 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 you're taking time to observe from different angles and different perspectives and so on and so forth in that area. I've, I've found that to be pretty helpful advice too that you've given before. Yeah. Think about that. Um, that's something that we learned from watching movies um, movie directors are very thorough. They shoot a variety of scenes and subjects from every kind of angle under a variety of lighting conditions. And they also work under tight deadlines with limited budgets sometimes. So they know that if they're not observant, if they're, if they're not thinking about all these different angles, they might miss something and it never happens again or it costs thousands of dollars to to go capture it again, particularly if you're dealing with something that's nonfiction. And the same goes for photographers as well as non-photographers while traveling. When we're exploring um, and we want to tell a story about where we've been, well, we want to think from the perspective of a cinematographer making a movie, showing the different angles. And so um, I often like to think about it as breaking it down into three different perspectives um, That's that I call a scene setter, um, which is the first one is a scene setter. Basically, it's usually a wide shot of a scene that kind of establishes where you're at. And so somebody can tell by looking at it, oh, this is where I'm at. And they can feel to a point what it's like to be there. And and you don't have to have a picture to establish a scene. You can share that kind of detail verbally or in writing and still help somebody to feel like they were there. And then there are medium shots. It's It's a little closer. But it's not too close, but it's close enough that you can still make 
a connection. You can possibly recognize somebody in the photo. Um, you might see some details um, about what they're wearing or what the weather looks like or where they're at. And, and then there are close-ups. And that's where you zoom in really close. And, um, you know, you might notice how hot it is with the sweat falling off somebody's forehead. Or you might see ripples in the water or grains of sand that have different gradations of color with the light reflecting off of them. All these things are things that we can observe with or without a camera. And with with a few notes, we can kind of remember. They help us remember what how we felt and what we saw. And when you can recall those kind of details, it, it actually keeps the experience lasting even after you've returned home. Um, and so as we can train ourselves to think from these different perspectives and then also getting a different perspective, like uh, it's really easy to stand up and look at the world. But when you kneel down or when you go up high on a balcony or a ladder, you see it from a whole different perspective. Um, and the pl- a place can really come to life when you move around and look at it from different points of view. Hmm. That's really good advice. I want to work on that some more myself and try to, when I go places or do things, I want to want to make more of a concerted effort to account for that and uh, getting those different angles and perspectives and so forth. That's that's excellent advice. Uh, so is, is there anything else that you want to make sure we we uh, buckle down on before we move to the next one? Just that it's really easy to miss things over or forget things that you saw. And so one thing that I like to do is I might have a recorder with me that captures some audio so I can remember how something sounds or I'll even take pictures of random things that I probably, you know, in all honesty, I might never publish. I might never share them with anyone, but it helps me recollect details of things that I experienced or it might have information. So a lot of times I'll take a picture of a sign because maybe it has something on it that would be helpful later. Or sometimes there's uh, maps or other details at a spot that it would be it would take forever to write it down, so I take a picture of it. Um, but these little details, you know, you you collect them just like you were collecting souvenirs, and you can go back and look at them, and it refreshes your memory. It helps you to think. Uh, more visually about what you experienced and, and, and show vivid details about what it's like. Yeah. I, I've really benefited from taking a digital auto recorder around with me or taking photos of things I didn't want to forget. That's, that's really helped me in the past too. Now you, you, the last time you talk about is collaboration skills and or people skills. Uh, we're collaborating with others. Uh, how does that help us be a better storyteller? Well, it, it's really important because um, a lot of times a key part of our experience involves 
other people, people that we meet, people that we pass casually, people that are just there that kind of create the ambient for the environment that we may not get a chance to talk with. And, and so, um, whenever we can overcome any anxiety we have about meeting new people or talking with the people that we meet along the way, as long as we can do it in a safe way, it can really enhance the experience and also enhance our ability to tell a good story when we get back. And then, you know, just, just by talking with people though, you can, you can unravel some really neat things that wouldn't ordinarily come up by just walking around and observing. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, even, even logistically, I, as you've been talking about this, I, my mind went back to being in, very rural China at one point, and you know, although I speak some Chinese Mandarin, I wound up in a part of the country where there's a really uh, different dialect, and I was started having trouble just getting around, <laughs> and and I was able to, I ended up making friends with somebody on a bus, and this person was pretty good with the local dialect, and we were able to um, go out and talk to some people this was and this was kind of for some of my geography research that I was doing and but we had we had a great opportunity to talk to some farmers and do some other things that never would have happened if I never collaborated with somebody else and uh, be, and made made friends as I was going along the way on my own journey and that turned out to be a really great memorable experience and I got more perspective and more um, stories to tell out of the whole experience just just by you know, talking to somebody on the bus <laughs> and making friends and and how important that is to really just and you know it's not a not, I'm I'm one to go on trips by myself and not really talk to a whole lot of people oftentimes but there are times where you might want to do that and and it can definitely come in very handy and make you have a better experience and better stories to tell in the end I think yeah um uh a few years ago, I was driving um, across Idaho on Interstate Highway 84, and I stopped off at um, Twin Falls, where the Snake River is, and I was on Perim Memorial Bridge, and that's just a place where it's like one of the only places where people can jump off the bridge legally for uh, base jumping. Um, but I, I just happened to see a guy with a golf club and I thought, you know, that's interesting. I should go up and talk with this guy about why he has a golf club at this bridge over a river. Well, it turns out that he has this thing where he does on road trips where he looks for places where he can drive golf balls. And so he was going to do it off the bridge. Um, but those are little details that kind of make a trip a little bit more interesting. Um, the other thing was uh, in 2017, um, we went down to photograph the total solar eclipse in South Carolina. And, you know, it was the first time that I had ever photographed a total solar eclipse. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to do. And you have a lot going on. Uh, the best way to describe it is, um, you know, I've, I've covered some pretty high 
action sports, but the two minutes where the sun goes in the totality and then exits the totality phase. I mean, there is so much going on. It feels to a point like you're covering fast action at a, at a basketball game. And, you know, it's usually, you know, it, it's really, it can be really hard to be concentrating and take in the moment. And so this is a case where having other people around was really helpful. Um, you know, there, there were people while, while I was, um, focused on getting a good picture, a close up picture of the sun. Um, you know, other people that were around were observing, you know, the, the different shades of light that were caused as uh, during the different phases. And, and, you know, I went up and talked with a guy that um, he happened to have a thermometer and he shared with me the exact temperature drop that happened at the eclipse. And those were details that I wouldn't have had time to think about myself, but it, but it kind of makes it more real. You can kind of, you can use that to, to, to share more details and to help people understand what it was like. And, and maybe they'll be able to use the details that you share to duplicate the experience somewhere else. Hmm. Yeah. What a great example. That's, that's cool. And, you know, somebody standing right next to you had noticed something completely different than anything you noticed. <laughs> that's, that's neat. And I'm seeing also how, right. how a lot of this is all interrelated. I mean, you know, Going back to your first point, which was planning, I mean, you, 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 you've got to plan to collaborate too. I mean, it's, and plan to observe, plan to collaborate. And, uh, you know, these are things that take time and you probably want to think through some of this before you get out there and, and do whatever it is that you're doing. Right. So uh, very interrelated. And, and I think that's a, but yeah, that's a great example. I appreciate that. Anything else you wanted to mention about? The, the last point, which was the collaboration. Just the uh, collaborating with others when we explore can really enhance the experience because they see things from a different perspective than we do. And so you're going to find people noticing things that you might have passed over. And as long as you're traveling with a group that understands that You've, you've planned for time to pause and to slow down so that you can make these observations. It can be really great. Um, because what you'll find is, is that it actually energizes everybody else. They find that they're more relaxed and they're noticing these things that they never would have noticed had you not encouraged them to slow down and make these observations. And so, um, at the total, when, when we, when I was photographing the total solar eclipse, you know, I had a few people with me and, and I had asked each of them to kind of keep their eyes open for different things. And so it was really great to see the kind of things that they brought to my attention, things that I didn't have time to really think about because I was so focused on the sky. Yeah. Well, great. 
Thank you for, for that advice. I think that's um, something I'm going to take away myself and try to do a better job at. And, uh, you know, I like like I said, I tend to be a kind of person who might go out and do something on my own and not really think about <laughs> what's talking to people around me and, and planning for it certainly as well. So, yeah, very good points there. Now, um, I know we could spend a lot of time talking about all these things. Um, and just to kind of recap, we, you know, you brought up that there's the planning for storytelling, uh, observation skills and collaboration skills, those three main points. And I know Alan, you you could, you could offer an, a very, a high amount of wealth of information on this topic and certainly more than we have time for in the podcast today. But, um, you're working on a course right now that delves into all of this that you're, you're going to be offering to folks, um, that want to develop more skills in the storytelling area. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I'm working on a, uh, on a course called storytelling for explorers. And what it's focused on is, it's it's focused on helping people hone these skills, planning and observation and collaboration, so that they can come back with enough information and perspective and details so that they can have the chance of telling a compelling story in whatever format they want to, be it writing or photography or through some sort of videography or multimedia. And so what I'm doing is, is I'm planning on doing this course where we'll offer some on-demand video instruction and I'm looking for feedback. So those who would enroll early, um, at a discounted price, they would get a free consultation with me, um, where I could help them personally with any questions that they have about how they can improve their storytelling. And also, um, I'm hoping that they'll help me, give me feedback so that I can build the right kind of course. And so it's just a, it's a brand new course, um, that I want to build. And I just need to collaborate with people to make sure that I'm building it the right way so that it resonates and so that it helps people to, um, improve their storytelling. Oh wow, <clears throat> that's a neat neat project, and um, sounds like something I would benefit from too. But uh, how how would somebody go about um, getting involved with that? Is that you, you mentioned that it's going to be video, but you all, you're also doing that online consultation one on one. Is it um, they just reach out to you, or is there a website they can go to for that? Um, yeah, if they go to uncharted.net/learn. Um, and they um, enroll in the Storytelling for Explorers early enrollment class, then I'll reach out to them and schedule the free consultation. And then from there, um, I would collaborate with them to, to build different parts of the course, and they would be the first to get it and... Um, we would we would also give them discounts on other things that we're doing in the future. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and post that link on our show notes then so everybody has it. 
but it's uncharted.net slash learn, and uh, there's the Storytelling for Explorers course, right? That's what it was called? Right. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll post that on our show notes so everybody has that link, and if you want to get started with that, this is a great opportunity to get involved early while that's uh, getting going. So anything, anything else you wanted to add before we um, close this discussion, Alan? Any, any other advice you might have for those out there listening that are interested in improving their storytelling and, and uh, being able to capture the moments of their journeys? Just don't let storytelling intimidate you. Anybody can tell a story. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be perfect. The important part is is that you are willing to get out of your comfort zone, make some observations, and come back and tell it. Stories are really simple. They have a beginning, middle, and end. And your story is just right for you and the way you tell it. And yes, you can improve in the way you do it, but the key is to not be afraid to do it, to to not be afraid to make mistakes and realize that uh, part of the one key component to telling a story is interacting with someone and and fielding their questions and being able to help them understand your point of view and, and to experience what you have observed. All right. So there you have it. Go, uh, go forth and do, don't be afraid to tell your story. And again, going back to how we started this discussion, talking about these great explorers in history. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from being one of the greats also. And, uh, you know, frankly, a lot of the best stories that are told are not told by famous people. They're told by, uh, people that just have great experiences and, and can tell a story well. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited every time I see somebody post their story on Uncharted or, uh, or I see somebody's photos, uh, some, somebody's shared and captured the moments and shared it with us at the Uncharted website. It's always really inspiring. I've, I've been hugely impressed with all the content that people have been sharing there and, and these discussions that we've been having with, uh, with folks about some of these uh, topics that help us explore the uncharted. And every one of these podcasts is an episode for somebody to tell a story about something that, that they've done in exploring the uncharted. And, and what a great, what a great thing this is to be involved in. And, and I, I want to express my appreciation to you, Alan, um, coming on the show, talking about this important topic. Uh, and then all the listeners out there and everybody who's been contributing for telling your stories and, and everything that you've been doing to explore the uncharted. This is uh, such a great thing. Thanks so much, Alan, for coming on the show and, and want to congratulate you again on your recognition up there at Columbia. Job well done. Thank you. So that's all we have time for, for today's episode, but. Coming up next, in fact, I'm going to be recording this real soon. We have scheduled the getting hiking episode, so stay tuned for that. For any of you out there listening who want to explore hiking and haven't got started hiking yet but have always wanted to or have questions about getting started or even if you're experienced and are just looking for some additional tips from from somebody, I have a great guest that's going to be coming onto the show to talk to us about that and 
give us some good advice with, with, uh, beginning hiking. So really excited about that. And then following that episode, we're also going to delve into learning a new, um, culture or adapting to a new culture. So stay tuned for those topics coming up this spring and summer. And, uh, we'll, if you have any other topics that are interest to you, go ahead and send us a note. We have our email address podcast at uncharted.net. And you can send that in. Uh, any any ideas you have, if you want to come on the show, you have a, an idea that you think would be good for an interview, a discussion, by all means, send in your ideas. We'd love to hear them. And uh, keep us posted on what you're doing, too. And if you have anything you want to share on the show, uh, something brief, uh, like a journey that you've made, some kind of expedition or what have you that you want to talk about, send that in. Again, that's podcast at uncharted.net. And as a last item of of note, we have our uh, website, uncharted.net, still up and going, and encourage anybody who's interested to sign up, become an explorer, join uh, join our movement, join our club uh, of sorts, and uh, join with us in exploring the Uncharted. We're working on several things all at once, and including this podcast, and this is a great way for you to stay tuned on what's all going on at Uncharted, and uh, to connect with some of the other explorers out there, perhaps some of them in your part of the world or a part of the world where you're trying to get to. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to the Uncharted Podcast once again. Thank you, Alan, for coming on to the show. And don't let anything stop you from exploring the Uncharted. Go out there, do something today, do something tomorrow and the next day to explore the Uncharted. And looking forward to talking with you again. Till the next time. Mm-hmm.